And just like that, Carl, the ice is broken. <laughs> well, this sounds like deja vu, mate. It's like we've cocked it up first time and we're doing it again almost a minute and a half of starting. We don't cock things up, Carl. It's, uh, it's the way we roll. That's how it works. We're one-time Charlies, mate. That's what we are. So we're back now. It is podcast 85. Um, should we go through that running order again, Carl? Yes. Just to give you some context, it's pissing down with rain and no fucker's got any petrol. So I kind of guess you know where we are in if you're listening into the future. But right now, we're going to do podcast 84. We're going to do Slayer's Hell Awaits. We've got a fortnight of the fortnight's suggestive posts, I suppose you can call it suggestions. We've got a T90, which had a lot of fresh listing in it. we got a um, Razor's Edge review from our very good friend, Tim Finch. We've got a underrated smaller band album vote that is now going to be a featured album later on in the year. We've got a thrash of the debuts quarterfinal to pick through and to get another one ready for the weekend. And then it's what have you been listening to? What have we been listening to? Yeah, so there's plenty... Plenty to get stuck into. I mean, there's been a busy old uh, fortnight, really, the past week. What would not have in a podcast last week? Mm. There's There's been loads to get stuck into. And yet again, all the members have risen to the challenge and just seen this club move along quite nicely. It kind of runs itself and little involvement from me and you, but it just works. And it's a big testament to the all the members out there, whether they're just popping in and uh, having a little visit or whether they're just the core regulars it's really cool that there's still people are still coming back to this club so thank you yeah and we just to, to prove that fact we had a meetup uh, a thrash album club meetup scotland so we've got thrash album meetup north and then we've got scotland at the acid rain show was it at the at, was it about glasgow audio wasn't it that was the main one but there was a was it dundee as well um so we had kevin adamson and we had, um, who else was up well, there? We had, Come on. We had John and Cat. We had Jamie John Kinghorn. John and Cat were up there. We had Jamie Kinghorn. We had Stuart Jardine. We had Brownie up there. Um, it was uh, Darren Rob as well. Those pictures. So it was, it Darren was well Rob as well. Who, sorry? Darren Rob was up there as well. Darren Rob was got himself in there. Of course he did. And they got themselves on the cover photo. So that, I mean, when I saw it, I thought that's a cover photo. It's got to be got to be it's a thrash album meetup that's going on the cover um the only one that hasn't been on the cover is the one that me and you went to (laughs) that didn't make the cover so uh guilty by association to end all the poor members that turned up to that one so but i thought we'd give them a little mention and it looked i tell you what when i was looking at i was thinking i could just do with an acid rain gig right now oh yeah it's just one of those things isn't it a a proper pick-me-up if ever you needed a pick-me-up that's the tonic needed Definitely. Are you going to apologise now for coughing because you've got a bit of a wheezy cough, haven't you? Yeah, I'm not going to apologise, but uh, I will be probably coughing occasionally throughout. I will angle the cough uh, away from the direction of the the, the microphone. Give anyone any germs, mate? Yeah. So yeah, we'll just we'll just crack on as if um, there's no coughing. Can you apologise to me if you cough though? Because you know I quite like being apologised to. It's got a sort of. It's sort of like a personality trait that I have. How often over 84 previous podcasts have you ever muttered the words, I'm sorry, Robbie? Do you think I'm going to now apologise to you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> OK, let, let, let's forget that then. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, a good point well made. So shall we, shall we move on and do podcast 84? Let's do it, yeah. 
and I won't apologise for that. First off, thanks to everyone for listening. Really appreciate everyone's input. Really appreciate everyone's reaction. And if you're listening to this thing, I don't really, I don't really, I don't sure if I should. Please do so. Uh, we love to hear all of the comments, and I do try and uh, I certainly read them all. I certainly react to most of them, and I try and reply to as many as I can. So. Reaction to 84, Paul Hutchings, The Machine, another cracking podcast with my highlight, Carl mistaking Leanne Evans, Armitage Shank's comment for a fourth album on what have you been listening to? Uh, that was a Freudian slip for myself. 1983 is a great year with the most underrated Motorhead album finally getting an opportunity to shine. See what I did there? You probably don't know that one, do you? What, another perfect day, Carl? The, 19, oh, the 1983 Motorhead album. I had it, had it for uh, homework, I think, oh, some while ago, and I really enjoyed it. It was a really uh, yeah decent Motorhead album. I can't say that I'm a Motorhead aficionado, um, but... I am an Armitage Shanks aficionado, and that album, uh, also coming out in 83, was a cracker that Leanne did. <laughs> it was an absolute banger, mate, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, I, I just I just switched off to it, and I have also been, and I thought, no, you can't have another one. Not even Leanne can have another one. No. But, then, but now we're talking more about, see, I can't even remember really what Leanne listened to, but we can remember the toilet that she was sick down. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Leanne. She paints such a vivid picture. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Neil Bolton, he of um, uh, the M6, the M6, he said, "Fuck you, M6." It's been a while, and also uh, Club Meet North. Um, I have to say, I'm very disappointed with this podcast. I, I am here for the porcelain talk. Stop diluting it with talk of music and attempts at comedy. And I will also add, you missed off two important additions to the WC catalogue. Cannot believe this podcast neglected to mention a back to the wall pan for our fellow enthusiasts the traditional siphonic WC must try harder to please just me um, and that's I, I don't know whether that pun was in meant it must try harder you know because you're trying to go for a for a two bob bit what's the symph- it had siphonic is it uh, siphonic it kind of is it, that the new album from Nightwish <laughs> yeah that's the one it's uh uh, it well that new album just as much as a siphonic toilet as uh, the shit that we're talking about but the um siphonic it it kind of react it it works on kind of siphon carl it's got a much bigger trap at the back of the toilet so it means that the kind of force of the water goes out a lot quicker the water level kind of rises up a lot quicker and then it just shoots back down it's a quite a traditional style um, so if, if I chuck a Hulk's finger down there, is it going to flush it away or is it going to block? Surprisingly, it would. They, they're they very effective at what they do. But at first you think, oh, no, the water level's coming up and you're, what do you call it, a, a priest's finger Hulk, or something? Hulk, Hulk's finger. Hulk's finger. Hulk's finger start rising up. You might think that ain't going. And then it suddenly just goes, uh, disappears. Whereas the other one he mentioned, what did he mention? The back to the back wall. To the wall yeah, we, we've already spent far too long talking about them. They are. No, we'll the, do, well, I'm curious to know what well, I'm sure all the listeners are as well. What if if we don't know? What's a back to the wall pad? Is that the one that disappears into the wall so you can't see nothing? It's basically yeah, just nice and neat, tidy back to the wall. But to fit them, they're they're a bit of a ball lake really because you've got to get everything behind and hidden. And mm. whilst practically it looks good, it's a bit of a ball lake to. Um, Disagree because if anything nauses on it, you've got to take half the wall out. Exactly that. Jamie, are you still with us on this uh, <laughs> chat of toilets? We're eight minutes in, but yeah, okay. I think let's, 
Go on, last last bit on the toilet. Then go on. Then. No, I, I think I think we need to move on, mate. That's fine. Okay, let's let's flush <laughs> that away. Um, Tim Lynch, great podcast. <laughs> That's debatable. After that little segment, and nice to see the clarity of Robbie's voice has remained. Again, debatable today with that cop. Nice quick listen as I was able to skip over the maiden loving. In terms of the cover. Uh, how you perceive it depends entirely on your mindset listening to it. If you listen to it expecting it to sound exactly the same as the original, then you're going to say, oh, it's shit. I think this is the ghost cover for um, Enter Sandman. Um, as you are expecting like for like, but that's never going to happen. All covers are, unless you are in a tribute band, an individual artist's interpretation of a piece of music, and this is no different for me. I enjoyed it for what it was, a piece of music performed in the style of Ghost. It certainly isn't the end to Sandman you've heard a million times, but then it was never intended to be. If you like Ghost, you'll like it. If you don't, you won't. That doesn't make it shit. It just means you have questionable taste. Have you heard it yet, Cole? Yep. I did think it was quite shit, but um, I did have a little um, debate about this with Tim, and I said you don't have a lot of room to manoeuvre. And that's when Tim sort of I said, oh, well, it's a ghost interpretation. And it certainly is that. I'll give it that. But that's not really what I meant. Um, I think I sort of didn't articulate myself very well. What I meant is you haven't got a lot of room to manoeuvre in the fans' heads that love that song. And because it's such a classic metal song, everyone loves the original because it's because it's a classic song, isn't it? It wouldn't be a classic song if so many millions of people loved it and so many million people have, have heard it, whether you love it, love it or not. So you're always stuck with the original interpretation in your head. So you haven't got a lot of room to manoeuvre in that. I think it's quite restrictive. And then when you try and do it in the style of Ghost, people are instantly going to jump on it, whether they like it or not, because they love Enter Sandman so much. But I think some one like Metallica and the Black Album possibly transcends just metal and it appeals to people of all different genres. Look at all the people that are covering the songs from that on that Blacklist album. You've got you got stuff from mainstream, you've got you know mainstream pop music as well, mainstream rock, indie, punk. There's all sorts going on. And I think yes, me and you might sit there going, yeah, it's Metallica, you shouldn't you shouldn't mess around with it. Enter Sandman, that's a decent song. Or, or you might not, because you might not like Enter Sandman. But I think the general chart bothering music bands out there that would have a stab at it, it wouldn't you know, generally those kind of people that listen to that type of music wouldn't worry that it's Metallica. I see. I think that's the bigger a bigger problem actually, as far as ghosts getting this cover version out, because you're right. There's a lot of people that have got Phil Collins one side of Metallica, and I'm going to pick. I almost said Dire Straits, but something like that, something that's not going to make our club sort of thing on the other side. And they may have a UB40 album, and oh yeah, I like I'm a bit of a. I'll get the Guns and Roses, and I'll get the Metallica out, and then I'll chill out a little bit to, um, or you know, some shit fucking uh, ambient music you know and because people have like enter sandman who like music in general like that if they heard ghost who possibly they've never heard of they would think well what the earth is this how, how dare they mess with the classic it's kind of like um cannibal corpse doing sultans of swing that wouldn't go down either it's the same sort of thing they've got no <coughs> to maneuver Mm. No, I, I, I do hear what you're saying, but uh, I just think there's more um, more of a commercial 
pull with Metallica in that they're just going to appeal to a lot more people. And and the fact is, a lot of these bands, the likes of Weezer, uh, who were the other bands, Biffy Clyro, um, it, to a point, Ghost, you know, they're going to be the bands that are crossing those metal and kind of classic mainstream rock pop um, barriers, aren't they? So if it's Ghost getting... Certainly. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, it's getting Metallica out to more people. It's a great thing, but I think Metallica are already out there to more people, aren't they? So yeah. I don't think there's a hell of a lot more people they can get out to. Maybe. But, yeah, there's a right old mixture of certainly a mixture of covers on there. Some interesting ones that I've heard. I haven't I haven't gone all the way down them, but there's some interesting ones. And then there's ones that you just it, it is an interesting thing. Cover versions and how you make them your own. Sometimes you think, am I listening to this is this is the same band. This ain't a cover version. Yet sometimes a band really makes it their own, and uh, it's, it's a real art. The, the cover version. Definitely, Mark Pensum. Thanks for the great British crapper feature, Robert. Very informative. The quiz was a shameful moment for me. Let's speak no more of it. A class hit missile, maybe from Mr. Graham Meldrum, or just had a <coughs> cheery email from <coughs> Catalysis. I can never. What was it, Catalysis? To say my bundle of ordered merch is on its way. Let's have nineteen for the homework, please, chaps. Well, may this be the last that we talk about uh, the Great British Crapper. But I was because I like vinyls, and I'm, you know, obviously a plumber, and I'd like urinals. I was thinking some time ago, how do I mix the two? So I was thinking, well, it wasn't me. It was someone I used to work with. He went, here, Rob, you could set up your own business, vinyls and urinals. Someone phones you up and says, here, mate, you haven't got that 1974 uh, Sabbath album, have you? And while you're there, mate, you wouldn't come round and fix my bookers. <laughs> and you could call yourself vinyls and urinals. Um, awesome. Yeah. It, it, Is that the only gag he ever said? Uh, he was quite a funny bloke, actually. But, um, oh, okay. It, uh, he didn't say it in jest. He actually meant it seriously. And he was he was my business partner for a while. And it, it didn't go very far, vinyls no, and urinals. No. They, uh, when you, well, yeah, when I'm, when I'm buying a urinal, <laughs> vinyl really isn't in the fore at that particular time. And vice versa. But you never know. It's kind of like chilli and cheese. Uh, chilli and chocolate, isn't it? That goes together, apparently. Well, you do see some shocking uh, plumbing vans out there that just you think come on you know a and b plumbing or d and c plumbing or something like that you think well vinyls and urinals come on let's go you know. anyway it didn't happen and it probably won't ever happen now and if it does it's someone else out there and it isn't me yeah are you, you're giving that to someone else to do it's yeah. a gift from you mate someone else a... someone else can have it maybe maybe neil up on the m6 while he's sitting there and all that traffic it could be a good advertisement couldn't it all that yeah. free advertising on the side of his van yeah vinyl vinyls and urinals fucking the m4 off since whenever he started <laughs> yeah so that'd be good right <laughs> uh, so thanks for everyone that listened um if you uh, want to comment on this obviously uh, toilet comments are welcome uh, but anything else that we stumble upon today in the next couple of hours or next hour and a half or so, uh, we, we, we're quite happy to have a comment. Shall we smash on with Slayer? Show no mercy. Not show no mercy. Show no mercy. Hella Waits. It so was I'm indeed Hella Waits, wasn't it? Mate. Shall I uh, immediately correct that? Yeah. We've had uh, show no mercy in the thrash of the debut. So this is Hella Waits. <coughs> and it came up. From the 
the one the weekend poll. Yeah, the wheel, the thrash wheel of fortune. That's right. And it was Brian DeAndrade's choice, and oh. it was uh, yeah, randomly came up. So really cool, all the way back to 1985. And it was always going to come up at some point, Hellawaits, and it just so happened that it came up there. And yeah, it went down very well. As you said, I think you said just at the beginning there, it's now, well, it's joint 10th place, I think it was, with Zentrix, wasn't it? 8.52 or something? Yes, it's, um, let me just uh, confer with my notes, 8.52 joint with Zentrix. There's a good battle. Who shall we? We if we get stuck or we go into a, uh, a situation where we haven't got a um, thrash of the debuts, we can have a tiebreaker. Who who prefers what album? Shattered Existence or Hell Awaits, and then they can be rightfully tenth, and the one that doesn't get through the vote can have the eleventh. Um, yeah, do you think it's going to get to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're joint tenth at the moment. We can't split them, so that's the only way to split them, isn't it? Yeah, where where does it sit in your kind of running of Slayer albums, Hellawaits? Um, Closure is Mr. DeAndrado. Drade, probably the least favourite classic album. Right, okay. Less than Show No Mercy. Yeah, I prefer Show No Mercy. Okay. Not by much, but I always had shows. Hellawaits escaped me for a long, long time. What about you? Yeah, it's not up there as uh, one of the favourites. I've enjoyed it a lot more listening to it. I always thought that Hellawaits and, um, you know, um, kind of, what's that, uh, Necrophiliac and Crypts of Eternity were really kind of strong standout ones for me. Really were standout ones. And the rest, even though there's only kind of seven songs on there, it 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 wasn't chock full of classics all the way through. And I've enjoyed this past fortnight and I've enjoyed revisiting it, but it's still... Uh, that hasn't impacted on me as much as a lot of the comments were really kind of saying where people are saying this is this is Slayer's best album. For me, it's not their best album, but that's just, a, you know, that's my personal opinion. Um, there's some great songs on there. There's some really cheesy, hammy stuff on there. That kind of um, trying to push that evilness even further that they really push. Sometimes it just got to the point when you're listening to it now, maybe not back then, if I was getting into Slayer back then and I heard this back then, I might have been, wow, this is this is unbelievable. There's nothing like this out there. But listening back as I am now, it's maybe that's why I'm seeing it in a different kind of different kind of way. It's still a fantastic album, and rightly so, it's in the Hall of Fame. But it's certainly not up there with um, say Rain in Blood, uh, South of Heaven. Uh, and for me, Seasons in the Abyss as well. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I would say um South of Heaven, Rain and Blood out on their own, and then jostling for position behind those <coughs> are um, Seasons, Show No Mercy, and Hella Waits. And Hella Waits is just a neck behind the other two, really. But it's interesting listening to it back, and I'm, I'm really sort of analysing it a bit. It was almost like a training ground or a training wheel version of Rain in Blood. It was so many things you go oh there's you know like even like the little drumming breaks they're in there they go well that's that's in angel of death and you know you can almost hear where they were what was going through i know we've got the benefit of time and and obviously i certainly wouldn't be listening to this in 983 thinking oh yes i can see slayer making one of the most iconic albums of the genre i certainly wouldn't be saying that but now when you kind of deconstruct it you can see how they almost had to write Rain in Blood after this. Um, there's so many kind of segues and so many hints 
that that was going to happen um, after listening to this. So it was it was great to listen to, and is I mean I I scored it a, a, a very comfortable eight, which is which is a great album. I'd, I'd listen to it again tomorrow. Yeah. What did our beloved members have to think about it? Did they agree or agree with our humble opinions? Well, Rob Davies, he said, Twisted, Evil Genius. People talk about Rain in Blood being the best thrash album. It's not even the best Slayer album. This is. Ooh, there you go. Well, yeah. that's that's nailing the colours to the mast. It'll be interesting when Rain in Blood, because, you know, undoubtedly we will get it done. Um, if we decide to close the club tomorrow, mate, we would put Rain in Blood on, that's for sure. But it would be interesting now to see where Rain in Blood would figure, knowing I always thought that Rain in Blood is untouchable. But as we know, it isn't. Lots of people either dislike it, think it's boring, or prefer other albums. Yeah, he said it's one of those albums that was almost scary to listen to when I was a kid. I was 14 when it came out. I loved it, though, and I continue to this day. Exceptional thrash metal. So I still I still laugh at that bit now. I can't help it. I'm just so used to the live version. Like I say, never owned this album really. Gareth Pugh, he says, this is an absolute classic, much darker in tone than Rain in Blood, but unfair to compare them as they are very different beasts. Shame they never ever came close to this sort of atmosphere again. They well, they never really made an album like this. Um Certainly, that guitar so uh, guitar tone on Hella Waits, it's almost got that fuzziness to it, hasn't it? That is a little bit um, Celtic frosted that I felt that real kind of it's not processed guitar, but like I say, it just sounds a little bit funny but still really clear. It's a, it's a great guitar sound, but they never went back to that. They're, you're absolutely right, Gareth. They this one is a bit standalone, really. Yeah, definitely, George. You know, you can see, Sorry, you can see that Hella Waits and Rain and Blood are kind of connected, um, as is um, uh, Seasons in the Abyss. This one, it kind of, it's a little bit of a period on its own, really. There's nothing, it's nothing like Show No Mercy and it's nothing like the other albums, but it's certainly Slayer. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I do hear what you're saying. It is out there on its own, but it's certainly, it's, it's got a different feel to Show No Mercy, that's for sure. You know, yeah. whilst whilst the kind of it's it's more it, it's more evil sounding than than Show No Mercy, less hammy than kind of um, Show No Mercy. Yeah, it is still that got that theatrical feel to it. It's kind of a little bit over the top, but that raw production that it does have, it kind of lends itself to it and and lends itself to that appeal. It's all part of that appeal that really kind of generates well, or not generates, but is is as big a part of the atmosphere as the music itself. It's not a sneepy, that's for sure. George, <laughs> George Nisbet, he says, utterly, resent, utterly relentless and evil as fuck. Every song is ace. For a long time, they were my favourite thrash band and 99% of the time I reach for a Slayer album. It's from the early part of their career. Total classic. Yeah, I don't think anyone could have any argument that if you go for a Slayer album, it's the, it's the earlier part of the career. Um, evil, yeah, definitely. I think they definitely mission statement for this album is let's make it. If if Rain in Blood, uh, yeah, Rain in Blood mission statement was fast and speed. This one was definitely evil. Yeah, definitely. 
Neil Coggins, he says, I first got into Slayer when I saw the Hella Waits video on the Power Hour. The time changes and the riff blew me away. Up there with the best ones, this one, and I love the drown I love the drum sound on it. It's huge yet really evil. There you go, that word again, evil. The drum sound is absolutely massive, organic, and played to precision. And I did make a point of kill again. That that drumming is absolutely pinpoint and there's not a hint of Pro Tools on that one. Oh, you mentioned Kill Again. The Do you remember we had Joel McIver on the podcast? You will remember because we sat and chatted to him for about an hour. And then he was so cool. He said, yeah, we, uh, we, we must meet up again. You know, he wasn't from this area, but he, within the kind of geographical area, it wouldn't have been too difficult to meet up. And yeah, well, we must meet up and have a beer in a pub and we can continue this chat. Uh, and then, of course, that was well, that was nearly two years ago and everything happened. So it's kind of knocked that on the head. But we had Joel on the podcast. If you haven't heard it, it's certainly well worth listening to. Not you, if you haven't heard it, but if anyone's listening, go back. It was it was, uh, yeah, like I say, about two years ago and really knowledgeable. Obviously, Joel McIver loves his Slayer. And when you mentioned their Kill Again, he chose Kill Again as when we did uh, it was called Thrash Island Discs. He chose yes. Kill Again as the song that makes him want to get back into the pit. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant, um, frantic song, isn't it? A bit cheesy, but it's uh, yeah, like, who was it? Rob Davies said, used to scare the shit out of him when he was 14 and, and listened to this. You know, hearing that kind of a song when you're 14, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's... Well, there's that, there's that sort of, there's a great intro to it. It's a fantastic intro. Um, the, the drumming's amazing. And there's an Angel of Death-like scream that you can see Rick Rubin, obviously, listening to um, to Hella Waits. And he's in the recording studio for Rain and Blood. And he's going, that thing you do on Kill Again, do it on this one. Yeah. You, know, you can almost see that. That's the warm-up. That's the trial. This is the real deal now. That's how I feel about this album. Yeah. Um. Andrew Biles, he says, this has always been my least favourite of the 80s Slayer. The first three songs are very strong, but the last four do nothing for me. I saw this vinyl in our price and had to have it as the artwork was so dark. Well, you were lucky to get that in our price because that in Guildford, where I would have gone to our price in the Friary Centre upstairs, that would have never made it in a million years. So good grab that one, Andrew. And on the high street, there are two art prices in Guildford. We were spoiled, really, in Guildford, Carl. Well, it was Virgin for a little while, then it went our price, and then it went WH Smith's, didn't it? It, it? Who knows? It was a whole host of music. Music was, uh, yeah, we were spoiled for choice, really. We'd, but yeah. Although it was all very quite quite the commercial stuff. You didn't get, like you said, the the hardcore stuff never really filtered down to. You had to go up to, say, Shades or Metalhead if you yeah. wanted your, 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 your decent stuff. But we, we, were, we were served okay. You're not going to get annihilated in our price in Guildford. No, you're not. John Deary, well, I'm listening now and I can't believe this thrash tour de force is only 37 minutes and th seven tracks long. By today's standards, an EP's length long. Every single track chills me to the bone as I'm listening to it. From the title track to the last riffs of Closer Hardening of the Arteries, Slayer do not put a step wrong. I have a feeling this will be a 10 from me come the vote. Wow. And... Um, quite a few tech people voted it full marks as well. So um, obviously you were probably one of them, John. EP's length. I, the songs are quite long though, aren't they? It's, it's EP length in total, but songs certainly up with today's standards as far as length. 
Yeah, I mean, what do you say? Thirty-seven minutes long, seven tracks. So yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. For Slater, probably one of their more as far as song length. The average song length. This is probably the longest song length on, isn't it? Certainly, Rain in Blood. I mean, fuck me. I mean, Rain in Blood's probably the uh, the worst or the shortest one for uh, song length. But this, I would say, on average, over the seven, this is probably the longest one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mick O'Reilly says one of my favourite albums. Full stop. Love the rawness of it. And to me, this album gets better, and it defines the thrash genre. We all love more than Rain in Blood because it's more diverse and not just full on attack. I've loved Slayer since I was in my early teens, and at 50 now, I still think they are one, if not the greatest bands ever to grace metal. Fucking Slayer! All the way for me, 10 out of 10. Yeah, well, it is a lot of diverse. One one song that I think is quite diverse, and they didn't really do anything else like it, as far as I'm concerned, is At Dawn They Sleep, with that kind of off tempo riff and drum sound it was they never went sort of back to that when that is a great song i really like that one gareth price he says well i've not listened to this for a long time but what a bunch of classic songs a re-record of this would be amazing i think i'm going to have a bit of a slayer revival my second who are my second favorite band after sabbath ah well a great runner-up great silver medal to sabbath obviously although Gareth, you've got to think about the whole discography with Sabbath. You may reconsider. But um, re-record, I don't know. I really do like the rawness of this. I think it's, I don't think it sounds fresh, but I do think it holds up. And you say you've got to think of the whole uh, discography with Sabbath. You've got to think of the whole discography with uh, uh, Slayer as well, Carl. Do you remember? Yes. Born to be wild. Do, 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 do. do you know what? I've, after that got a kick in, I, I still haven't listened to oh, it. I just not? don't know whether I can bear it or not. <laughs> Frank Holby. Hell Awaits for me is almost a forgotten album. It's a massive improvement on Show No Mercy with its deviation away from the new wave of British heavy metal influence. This is more the shape of things to come. The real Slayer sound is now finding its feet. The title track along with At Dawn They Sleep and Necrophiliac was in the live shows constantly through the mid-90s. I think Rain and Blood coming out about 12 months later put this record out of people's minds to some extent. The production may not have been as good as Ride the Lightning or Spreading the Disease, but it was far better than Killing Is My Business. Oh, what a great year to be into Thrash. For me, it's a very strong album, but not the finished article. The next three Slayer records were so strong, they take a bit away from Hella Waits. A strong seven, I think. Oh, okay. I thought he was building up to a bigger score than that. But yeah, seven's very respectable, obviously. Uh, Necrophiliac, I've written here. When I was listening to that, that is possibly the only track that complete would probably find its way on Rain in Blood. Yeah, fantastic song. Andrew Matthews' favourite song of all time, I think. Uh, certainly, mm. favourite uh, Slayer song. He's mentioned that a few times. And do you think, just going over, they don't really play a lot of... The, I know they, they um, Frank there was saying that um, uh, At Dawn They Sleep and Necrophilac uh, was in the live shows constantly through the mid-90s, but they don't really play a lot off this album. And on the Farewell Tour, I think i don't know was it only hella weights that made it yeah, i think set? so yeah i think it was oh. cool. crazy mark Henson. i started my slayer obsession with rain and blood so this was a backwards listen and my enduring memory of hella weights will always be the combat 85 live video when you go back through this album is the true genesis of all slayer's greatest moments you can hear threads of this album all through rain south of heaven and seasons 
As some have said, it was Slayer's most evil sounding record and it's brilliant. To be fair, I love everything from Haunting the Chapel up to and including Seasons in the Abyss, except Aggressive Perfector. That's just grim. Oh, well, that's a cover version, so we, we talk about <coughs> cover versions far too much. But, yeah, interesting that Mark goes on even more and says, right, certainly stuff from Rain, get that, South of Heaven and Seasons. Um, they must have really learned a lot from this album. If I, I, I don't really hear it, though. I think South of Heaven was a a big step forward from Raining Blood, and I can hear a little bit of Raining Blood in South of Heaven, just obviously slower. But, um, yeah, no, if you can hear that, Mark, that's that's fantastic, and I'm sure people with a more musical ear than I could possibly uh, pinpoint exactly what, what we're talking about as far as that kind of um, family tree or that, that um, branching down into other albums. Psycho, uh, he says, a total 10. They never sounded more evil. Whilst I love Rain in Blood and South of Heaven, this album is my go-to. It suffocates your soul whilst giving most of the songs time to breathe. I think Rain in Blood was kind of like each song on that album would have been part of a song from Hell Awaits. Each riff growls and menaces. Sure, the production isn't slick, but it almost improves the mix of decay and nastiness. Yeah, I think the mix and the sound definitely is in tune with the feel of the album. They Imagine a rain in blood or a south of heaven clean as a whistle when they're talking about some of the subjects here. It just wouldn't work. So totally agree with that. That word again, evil, certainly. And interestingly, that they've said that parts. So is this what Rick Rubin done? Again, I'm not sure. Maybe Cy can tell us who was obviously um, knows a thing about structures of songs and so on and working with producers. Would someone like a producer say, you know that bit in, well, let's listen to Hello Wait, and you know that bit in Crypt for Eternity, or do you know that, that, that break that you did in Kill Again? Let's just focus on that and then end it like a punk song. You know, did, is that kind of what they went for? Or did they write all of Rain and Blood thinking, um, we need to go faster than this. That's what it's all about. It's about speed. If you're not fast and you're not quick, that's that your, your old hat. So leave the metal stuff alone. Let's go really fast. I don't know. It's just a, it's, it's a fascinating uh, uh, period that time after Hell Awaits and before Raining Blood because it was a big transformation for Slayer in those years. Definitely, yeah. They kind of, well, they knew that they had to do something very, very different, but slightly different to what they were doing because the ball was definitely in their court with the other albums around that time and there wasn't a lot of bands that were going to take metal to the the levels of extremity that they could whilst be still fairly commercial in the metal world true paul getty's a nine from me it's always going to be well and truly overshadowed by what came after it but in my mind it's a much more evil slab of vinyl I was actually scared when I listened to it as a grumpy teenager. Plus, it got an album cover that would look perfect on the wall of my house of any self-respecting <laughs> on the wall of the house of any self-respecting serial killer. See, I disagree. I think it's too obvious. I think any serial killer has possibly got some very strange piece of art. We've got the Mister Bungle album on, hasn't it? Yeah, or, or or you say Mister Bungle. Um, something like a um, picture of the Mister Men, or something that's even scarier, <coughs> or you know, uh, a clown, or um, 
I don't know, a sausage roll, something that's going to go, oh, that's not right, that's out of place. You would expect a serial killer to listen to this. That's why serial killers don't listen to it. And I'm quite pleased with the fact, because to be honest, I don't really get on with serial killers that well. No? No, I, I, just a thing, just a thing. I always, I've always said to myself, you know, if you know someone's a serial killer, just, you know, let them, you know, pass them on down the line and, and don't make eye contact. Just move you. along, move along. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a hen do. Yeah, just move along and don't make eye contact. And that was it. Finish with Paul. Thank you for your comment there. And um, started Carl off on the serial killer chat and scotch eggs and sausage rolls. But that was it. Yep. Paul finished off the comments there, and it kind of um, a nice way to finish off the the week that was or the fortnight that was. You've got one more job to do on this, mate. Yeah, I've kind of been having a look, and I'm, I I think whilst there's two to be honest mate it's um looking at frank holby's there the way kind of frank spoke about the album there and i was kind of thinking he was going to give it a 10 like you said but it came back with a seven but then also cy cobbs there at the end there what Cy said there about um that each riff growls and menaces and it really does it kind of comes to life and that's probably what this album for me symbolizes that that just through the music you can achieve so much more than just sheer sonic kind of power you can have real atmosphere so um i think i'm gonna go sigh sigh cop gonna get it well done mate we'll put that in the comments i think and we'll get him to uh to put in the comments what the uh track's gonna be as opposed to uh edit the post what do you think it suffocates your soul whilst giving most of the songs time to breathe that again, that could be the sticker. There you go. That size, that's that's what size. If anyone wants a sticker for their album, size your man. But you, yeah, but don't bother trying to get it marketed in Guildford because you 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 know. They'll get... fuck it off out. They'll <laughs> fuck it off. Oh, having said that, just a one way from Slayer, employed to serve, playing the star. Before I could even text you to say, oh, that could be a good one, sold out. Mate. Yeah, I'm not surprised, mate. That's not uh, surprised. well, 100 people at best. Um, yeah. 150 people. Fantastic. Well, I mean, they're only up from down the road, aren't they? Woking's just around the corner. And yeah, that'll be absolute. Oh, that's, that's a shame. Would have liked that. That would have been good. That would have been good. Um, have we got so? Thank you for everyone's comments. Thank you for everyone uh, voting. Like I said, it's 8.52. Um, out of 10 the voting went the top one went for 9 then 8 then 7 then 10 and then it really did drop off to a couple of 6s and a few 5s other than that it's all in the top half it was always going to be in the Hall of Fame so I'm really interested now for what will Rain in Blood do but that isn't for at least 12 months I'm sure we can't do any more Slayer for another 12 months no and rightly so yeah um, so in the Hall of Fame, have I got time in this segment just to talk about the fortnight of the fortnight? I think so, fortnight. Okay, so I put this out. Um, I, it's been something I've need to work on now, um, where I wanted it to be like Bake Off. I wanted a themed week or a themed fortnight going forward. So <coughs> we can say on the podcast, ah, it's this fortnight. And everyone would go, oh, okay, that's going to be cool. So we had a few that we, we already uh, decided on. We had Unf- 
unfuckwithable album, so a pure gold album, uh, a Teutonic fortnight. We're going to have three new albums like we did this year, so we're going to split the album, the year up into into four months, and we're going to have the best trash releases from that month, those four months, and then we're going to have a vote, and then that will be uh, one of the weekends. Uh, UK Thrashers New Week, UK Thrashers Old uh, fortnight. We're going to have a Bay Area fortnight. Experimental. Not sure where we're going to go with that, um, but we'll see what we can get. A wild card, which is a total wild card one. Uh, different genre there. Death Metal fortnight as well. These aren't in order, by the way. They will be chopped and changed, obviously. Um, one I'm going to save because Robbie came back with a brilliant point for that. But then you guys came in and we started talking about Australian Spanish. So I think we're going to have a non-hotbed thrash fortnight but definitely go for a south american thrash fortnight crossover fortnight these are all by frank holby so although we didn't get your vote mate in the uh, in the slayer he's got a few weeks in there for the fortnight or for um and then jason manny said non-english speaking as well that could be a go a few people like that john deary came back with a thrash origins fortnight so um i know we featured a fairly recent venom album we have done motorhead in the past but again there could be some uh, some forgotten gems or some gems that we don't know about obviously diamond head would be in there and budgie and all of the bands that's um uh, influenced the big four at the beginning um frank holby came back winners of the thrash of the debuts um we have featured a couple of them but if we haven't or we could feature it again who knows mm-hmm. Um, we've got the underrated that we'll continue to do that we've done um, just recently that we'll talk about later. How about this? Three people suggested this. Paul Hutchley, Hammer Harrison, John John, a live album of the fortnight. Um, John Deary said, what about a thrash EP? We could have one each week for one. So two EPs on, on, on one fortnight. That could be a goer. Uh, a one hit wonder uh, where it's just as what it says, a thrash band that come for one album and then disappeared, we could do that. Female-fronted thrash album, that could be Jamie Kinghorn suggested that one. Um, uh, Neil Beardsley said, new wave of thrash. So that could, uh, I know we've, we have featured Shadows Fall, who are arguably in there as well. Um, a couple of people mentioned compilations albums. And the one that I think you're going to come in on was, I put it down as a crap album, but that, you said, oh, we don't want people slagging it off. No, we, we, that's not, again, I totally didn't articulate myself well enough. I meant kind of, and how did you put it? The, the black sheep of the family fortnight or something like that, didn't you? Or something like that. That's right. Yeah. When we were talking about it, I just thought, well, we did, we, you know, we get mocked enough out there for our, uh, our love of heavy music. You know, we, we don't let alone us taking the piss out of ourselves. Let's, uh, let's not do that. But what you said was, no, it's kind of like the ones like the kind of the, the cold lakes, the, the Sabbath morning has broken the, the albums that you're kind of not expecting an album to a, a band to release. And then when they do, you're like, Phew, that's a bit of a left turn that I wasn't expecting that or you were expecting it, but it just sits, it sits within the band's discography, but often isn't the one that they like to talk about. They, the ones they disown or the ones they don't really ever play live. So yeah, the black sheep of the family. 
Yes, so that's uh, we'll definitely go with that. You know, a scent anger maybe, or just something that gets um, people. Uh, uh, just a debate, really, and just see where it goes. We're not up for slagging it off, but at the same time, I think the club is intelligent enough and uh, brave enough to just say, "Well, yeah, this this is the wrong turn. This song here was why it really didn't do well, or this bit here, and we can we can listen to it, analyze it, and 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 go from there and talk about it." So. Good, so we, I, I'm going to put all of that into a random number generator uh, and maybe we'll do that over a Zoom call one night, me and you, and we could we could possibly record. I don't know how many people would be interested in it or would people like the surprise? I don't know. No, it'd be great. No, it's a worthwhile exercise, it seemed. Excellent. So thanks for everyone's contributions in that. Um, have we got time for a T90 or do you need a piss? I do, but I, I can. We can certainly rat, rattle on with it, mate. Because uh, while we're while we're going for it, why not? Let's. Uh, you know, the member involvement was fantastic there with the um, your fortnight fortnights round. And again, Carl Eric Jenkins, all the way over in the sun, sunshine state, over in Florida. He, yeah, he he kind of invested in the club from when he's been in. I don't know, a couple of months now. He's got involved. He's kind of put his hat into the ring. And yeah, I'll do a T90. He's gone back, listened to all the podcasts. And it's fantastic that he's really getting invest, kind of involved in the club. And he came back with an absolute scorcher of a T90. Now, this wasn't the wildcard one. You mentioned it wasn't the wildcard. It was a fresh one. But it was kind of like a wildcard one in that, I mean, how many of these bands did you? I, I'd heard, I'll be honest, I'd heard of... Um, I heard of two. Two two of these bands I'd heard. No, three of these bands I'd heard of. Um, but I can tell you, you know, after this education from Carl, uh, there's a few in there that I'm going to be hearing a, a little bit more of. It was a fantastic exercise in kind of introducing people to more bands that they maybe previously hadn't either heard of or ever kind of thought they would listen to. So it was really, really good T90. And thank you, Carl. Uh, for taking the time to do it. Oh, you did say thank you for me. That's fair. Oh, no, you mean Carl, are you? Uh, it's Carl with a K, so we know it's not you, mate. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so um, did you listen to this blind or when you were doing your D'Andrade? I listened to it blind and I listened to it on Spotify, so a couple of them I haven't heard. Oh, okay, yeah, there was two missing on the Spotify one. So it kicked off, uh, first of all, with Game by a band called Chaos from India. He said, I came across these guys via Bandcamp right after this album was released, and it's still my favourite thrash album of the new century. I had a hard time picking one song, but Game will do is a furious fast and with an undeniable underlying groove that I just don't hear with other thrash acts. Tell me, I didn't, this is the one I didn't hear. It sounds like I will try and get onto this one, though. Is it on the YouTube playlist? It's on the YouTube playlist, yes. And he was able to put up a, his Apple podcast, Apple podcast, okay. Apple, Apple playlist as well. He, he did everything, which was fantastic. Carl sent everything. He put all the links. He did everything. So it just made my job a, a whole lot easier when it came to editing and, and getting it out there. But, yeah, it was a, it was a great way to, to start the T90. That's really appreciated of that, Carl, because that just saves, I mean, that that's just brilliant to, to do that. So thank you so much for that, mate. It means a lot. Thank you. Next Attack by Manic Ritual. Not much to say about this one, but I just love this song as a thrash single. Yeah, I, I thought it had nice, clean vocals on it, a proper vocalist on there, which fortunately or unfortunately had the kind of anthraxy feel about it with the Joey, the Joey Belladonna. That's how I felt about it, but love listening to it. 
add it up, thought it had a touch of Seek and Destroy about it, that kind of riff yeah. going on there, that real kind of, yeah, that classic riff going, so that was good. And then you had a bit of Dublin bass band, Animator, Taking the Liberty. I don't know much about this band, but the main riff is so catchy to be criminal. You'll find yourself singing, there was no hearing, there was no trial, just a bullet in the head, execution style, days later. Uh, I can't remember if it goes like that, probably goes nothing like that, but... Um, there was no hearing, there was no trial, just a bullet in the head, execution style. <laughs> Body count covered it, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. No, but this, actually, I've got mine, uh, I got mine mixed up. And uh, Animator, that is, uh, that's the one with the clean vocals. Um, so, yes, it's um, Manic Ritual that I, that okay. I, uh, that is the mid pace attack. But yeah, that one was the, sorry, Animator were the clean singing, which I really liked. And then he went for a band that kind of get mentioned quite a lot, Turning of the Gears mm. by Warbringer. Uh, yeah. He says the there are at least one or two solid thrash singles on every Warbringer release, but this is one of my favourites and features a scathing vocal performance. Yes, it is angry and venomous is what I've put, so enjoyed that one. Yeah, very classy, but very different, this, that song. And then uh, I Quit by Lich King. This song is a resignation letter of sorts from the original member Tom Martin. He's still involved behind the scenes and creatively, but no longer tours with the band. It's a bit of a send-off, and it's a ripping thrasher and showcases their trademark humour and irreverent attitude to songwriting. This is another one that didn't make it onto Spotify, mate, so no. I will try and get to listen to that. I don't think I've ever heard of Lynchkin, though. Lynchkin, Lynch no. Yeah, it's quite a um, an ode to touring and an ode to kind of the... The, the the not glamorous side of being in a band and getting to a gig and playing in a traveling around in a van and that kind of thing it's quite a observational lyrically and it's pretty good so cool tongues of silver by blackfast black and thrash isn't usually my go-to subgenre but i saw these guys some years ago and they utterly won me over with an unrelenting pummeling even if the vocals aren't instantly to your liking hang in there as the music will surely get you where you need to go one of the most exciting new thrash bands out there <coughs> and all i put for that because i like i say i done it blind was blackened thrash so all you need to know <laughs> it, is, uh, it was it was solid evil riffing going on there <laughs> yeah. if you like that stuff if that's your thing which is a lot of people's get hold of that because uh get hold of was it black feast isn't it black fast black fast sorry uh, number seven, he says, Endless Source of Hate by Victim. Don't just write these guys off as a prime era Metallica clones. Listening to them, I'd assume that they started as Metallica cover band, but I'd argue that they've taken that blueprint and actually improved on it. If you don't like this epic song, you may need to turn in your thrash metal album, The Fortnite Club Petrum. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I again, I enjoyed it, but I thought they had a dreadful, like I say, if I'm talking about the production with the words dreadful then it has to be dreadful that drumming sound more so cymbals were dreadful on that one unfortunately but the song was good so it wasn't yeah it definitely did hark back to that metallica sound it was uh i enjoyed this it had i thought it had that kind of eccentric feel to it almost like frayed ends of sanity kind of era metallica I enjoyed it as well quite a long song wasn't it but certainly mm. Uh, made me check them out on their Bandcamp as well. The EP that this came from, definitely um, been listening to that. And um, yeah, decent band. Enjoyed that, Carl. Good. Uh, no, not you, Carl Eric Jenkins. Okay, you're welcome. Oh no, come on. Sorry. 
Crossbreaker Power Trip. I was lucky enough to finally see Power Trip in mid 2019 November, supporting High on Fire here in Tampa. Riley and the gang lived up to every story you've ever heard. I'm not a violent man, but this riff makes me want to destroy something. Well, there you go. That's your boys, isn't it? High on Fire. Uh, yeah, we, we we like them over here, Carl. They're uh, Carl Eric. They're a cracking band, and uh, yeah, decent stuff. Carl's not so keen, but yeah, no, I, I take or leave. But uh, Power Trip, I, I kind. This is obviously the band, one of the bands that I heard of. Don't give it to get <coughs> ringer, and I just put down legendary. Yeah, absolutely legendary. That's all. All, all that needs to be said about that one. Great one. Um, Cells by three thousand AD. There are new school thrashers from New Zealand, and The Void is one of my favourite newer releases. Speedy, aggressive stuff. Check it out. <coughs> yeah, this is almost hardcore, almost rap. It's, I don't know whether you've heard, a slightly heavier version of a band called Stray From The Path. Um, interested to see where that one goes, if that's new. Um, and yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then to... Kind of bring it to a close, Fast All The Time by Niflia or Nilithia. This song was a response to their online haters who wanted their songs to be faster. I'm not sure if they had ever listened to Nilithia, if that was their complaint. Anyway, I'd say they delivered on their request. The added bonus, more cowbell for Carl, a fitting closer yes. to my T90. Now, I was pissed by this time, so I won't lie to you, Carl. Is there a bit of electronica in there? Because I wrote something, but I can barely read it because I was so drunk. Um, a bit of electronica, maybe with the the, the drum sound, possibly at the, yeah. begin, the at the very beginning, possibly. Okay, but certainly not with the the cowbell that is very prevalent at the beginning. Mm. And I think I probably wrote at the very beginning, wrote that drunk, then heard the cowbell, and probably done that. Uh, yeah, it was it was so, fast though, fast all the time. Yes. They were fast, fast all the time. It's a great name for a song. Yeah, no, it's good. So fantastic stuff, Carl. Thank you for doing that. That's no problem. Oh, yes, of course, Carl. Yeah, no, that's um, it was great. Thank you for doing that. And thanks for just uh, getting Robbie to do a copy and paste. That's the way to do a T90, that's for sure. Absolutely. What did our lovely member say? We've got a couple, a few comments that I've picked out. Well, Paul Geddes, he says, Lich King rules. I'd never come across them if it wasn't for this group. 21st century proper 80s thrash. Brilliant. That is, is, is music to my ears. Music to everyone's ears when you discover a new band and we discover it together um, in the club. It feels like the, the, the club is is really good for that. Because I, I pick up bands all the time. I picked up one this uh, this fortnight, Leeway, um, which I've never heard. And um, I can't remember who, told, who asked me to, to do it, but I did reply. I listened to it. It, you, it's great that the club can do that. That's well, one of the reasons why we set it up. What's that? It's not desperate measures, was it? I'll have to look at my Spotify. Uh, Do the next one and I'll tell you. Paul Hutchins, he says, Night list, nice list and plenty of new stuff to explore. This is one of my favourite features. Be it classics or new bands to discover, it's always a voyage of discovery. Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, we know that Paul uh, likes to go down a bit of a... Um, bit of a rabbit hole whenever he can so uh no it was uh, and i don't know whether paul's got this one it was what did you say desperate measures by leeway no born to expire okay not not aware of that uh, so, one but i'm sure if it's anything yeah. like desperate measures it's a decent bit of hardcore crossover metal yeah it certainly was all thanks to the club so that's great 
And then Frank Holby, he says, some great tracks there. Animator are great live, seen them twice. A couple of new additions for a bit of homework. Really tried with 3000 AD, but I just don't get them. But overall, it's a great T90. And, and again, this is the T90. This is what we said it up for. <coughs> it's a compilation album. This is uh, Speed Kills, but who's buying for this member? And it happens to be Carl. And on Speed Kills, there's always one couple of tracks that you didn't like or didn't favor over the others so you know the t90 is no different uh, but i just think it's really good that everyone is listening to the t90s or a lot of people are listening to the t90s and that means that they're listening to stuff that they wouldn't pick up because i wouldn't have picked up on any of these bands i can't even you know like sometimes you go oh yeah i've seen the logo and just never got around to it i don't i i've never even heard of any of these bands or uh, the majority of so great so and that's great that frank at least gave 3000 AD. you never know could have been great could have been your next metallica or whatever it isn't that's okay though you've given him a go and you've got um you've got an honest opinion that's great so thank you once again carl for the uh, for, for undertaking that now if you didn't find a new band to listen to here carl where would you go to to maybe a source of inspiration for new bands oh there's only one gentleman for that and that is mr tim finch mate With the lads not running a podcast last week, it's a bumper roundup of this week of all the comings and goings from The Razor's Edge over on www.therazorsedge.rocks. On the interview front, last week I chatted with Sammy, guitarist and songwriter of Employed to Serve. We cover the band's new album, coming out of lockdown and playing Download Pilot, and how he and Justine managed to juggle band duties with running their own record label, Church Road Records. And Paul chatted with Leeds-based sci-fi-inspired death metalers Cryptic Shift, who have just completed a tour of the UK. This week, I had a chat over a beer with Damnation Festival Hedgehog Show, Gavin McAnally. We cover the difficulties the pandemic has cast upon the festival's booking this year. We look back at 13 years of the festival in Leeds and his favourite memories before talking about 2022 and the move to Manchester, the new venue, and of course, we cover the Damnation Versus podcast. On Thursday this week, the Bearded Monkey will be chatting with Rivers of Nihil bassist Adam Biggs. They cover everything from the band's new album to be on being out on tour again post-pandemic. You can catch up with all of these interviews on our website and our podcast channels, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And we've got more big interviews recorded and ready to go for the next few weeks, so keep your eyes on the website and the socials for those. In the latest music news, we've brought you details of Architect's Surprise UK Tour rolling out in just a few weeks in some very intimate venues. Volbeat announcing a new album for later this year with an accompanying lead single, which is out now. We've brought you the details of the latest Bloodstock announcement with 12 bands added to the bill for 2022 and full details of the Rolo Tomasi Pupil Slicer Tour, which heads out on the road next February. We exclusively premiered new music from Scattered Hamlet and Weird Tales, and we've shared new music videos from Exodus, Alcatraz, Green Lung, The Darkness, Canadian Thrashers, Aggression, Killswitch Engage, Swallow the Sun, and more. And it's safe to say, over the last fortnight, we've covered a shitload of albums with our album reviews, including the likes of Trimonti, Desecrator, Rage, Doro, Antistacy, A Pale Horse Named Death, Cognizance, Rivers and the Hill, Blodette, Toxic Rose, Paradox, two album reissues from The Rods, Wanton Attack, Ministry, 
Crystal Spiders, and two others. A Thousand Bone Cylinder Explosion, Dying Wish, Trouble, Necrotic Gore Beast, Full of Hell, Warning, Dead Man's Whiskey, Catatonia, and Enslaved. Check them all out on our website, www.therazorsedge.rocks. And finally, on the live music front, we've brought you all the details of live shows from St. Embry's new project Dark Sky Burial, who plays an exclusive show at the Camden Underworld, The Wild Hearts in Wolverhampton, Mother Vulture at Fuel Rock Club, Terrorvision at KK Steel Mill, Mason Hill in Cardiff, and Inglorious in Birmingham. And over the coming weeks, with live shows well and truly ramping up, there'll be a lot more live reviews coming in too. As ever, we'll bring you all the latest news, music videos, features and more, so keep your eyes on our website and our socials. That's www.therazorsedge.rocks. And with that, I'll hand you back to Carl and Robbie in the Thrash Album Club studio. As ever, have Carl. Men- As ever. Have you mentioned fucking Sadus again, mate? <laughs> oh, we've mentioned Coven, Sabbath, Sadus. We've mentioned everyone. Oh. But I think you better explain to the people who are giving us their time what has just occurred. Uh, I've had a, a quite an in-depth lesson from the IT teacher in... <laughs> The inner workings of a laptop, a phone, downloading software from your phone onto it. It's been quite the uh, quite the event and not something that I was looking forward to or ever want to uh, repeat. Yeah. Um, you, you were asking me stuff and I was going, silence, please. If you want to ask a question, pop your hand up. That's what I felt. I, I need a wee. I need a wee. <laughs> yeah. Like, Should have got a lunchtime. Sorry. Sit down. That's how you learn. So that's how it rolls. Yeah, we've had a bit of a technical issue here, but we're back online now, hopefully, mate. And I hope it doesn't happen when we upload this segment. Absolutely. And um, yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you effortlessly there, Tim, letting us know what's going on in the the busy old world of Razor's Edge. Some cracking interviews going on over there at the moment. Yeah, it never seems to have technical problems with anything. So that's pretty cool. Um, But we do. So there you go. We're down in the we're we're down and we're we're pissed off now, aren't we? We just uh, yeah we he hides it well. We don't hide it. <laughs> no, no heart is on the sleeve. Fucked off with the technology. So let's uh, let let's get this let's get this done because we 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 almost we I was that close to saying let's just fuck it off out of it and we won't have a podcast. But it looks like we are going to finish it, mate. So let's let's do the honourable thing and finish it. So we had a smaller bands. Uh, vote a couple of week well last weekend I think it was it was, it was. Uh, we had Leanne Evans and Graham Meldrum who were tasked with coming up with three albums of smaller bands a bit like Kevin Adamson and um, uh, Chris Gambold went head to head didn't yeah. they where's how Pestilence Consuming Impulse came out as the thrash album of the fortnight and again it was going to be one of those and the victor in amongst all of this was crumb suckers life of dreams which was one of graham's albums now thank you so much for that graham and leanne and we'll talk a little bit about your albums but the crumb suckers they right at the very infancy in the club and um, before i sort of said robbie do you want to come on board and and stuff like that crumb uh, crumb suckers came up and i did I mention it to you? And you went, yeah, best not put it up. Did uh, I ever mention it to you? I, I don't remember that, no, because I, I would no. have probably, I would have probably gone, absolutely, it's a brilliant album. Yeah, see, I, I 
See, this is this is one of the reasons why you know you you're, you're so important to to the <laughs> club, mate. Because I I think the second album after Kill 'Em All, where I contrived it, Rage were next up with a, with an album. We we done that, and then I think it must have been the album after that when. Crumb suckers. I went. Mm, well, rage is a little bit. And crumb suckers. They're not really thrash. I know they. You know, of course they are, but they're not. You know, they're not pure thrash. I really want to get some thrash. Oh, I'll kibosh that. And I think nuclear assault came out. Or forbidden. I forbidden. Think, twisted into form. Yeah. Yeah. So and then nuclear assault after that, and then testament, and that's where it kind of went off. And that's when I thought, well, I'll have to get Robbie, and this is this is uh this is kicking off. So and you and you um. I don't think you even accepted. I just said, look, you're going to have to come in and that's it. <laughs> well, I think for ages I was enjoying it as a punter. There was only about three or four of us that were kind yeah. of, uh, and I was like, no, nah, I love it, mate. I love it. And then it was like, oh, go on then, I'll join in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Crumb Suckers could have been second or third, but now we they're going to be 85th album or something. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, it won it quite resoundingly. So... Graham, uh, he chose uh, Holy Moses, German thrash metal band, Crumb Suckers, and Disposable Suffocator was the album, a Scottish band um, who we know in the club. Many, many people in the club uh, talk about Disposable and they're often gigging up there in Scotland. And um, Leanne came up with Devastator, baptised in blasphemy, lovely slice of UK black and thrash metal, Prayers of Sanity, Face of the Unknown, Portuguese thrash band, and Necro Weasel, Another day to waste. And I love the way uh, Leanne says, yes, this delightful soul is more underground than a hermit womble from Wimbledon. Yes, it, uh, they, they both were very, very articulate in their yeah. summing up of these bands. And it gave a good insight into the kind of the, the breadth of thrash metal that we that we could cover here from the kind of hardcore crossover there of crumb suckers and that kind of necro weasel band to the kind of real black and thrash that baptized in blasphemy is on the you know devastators album there and you know there was some really really impassioned comments from members as to which album they'd like to go to to see through and it, it was really cool definitely really cool and um I'll, again it was one of those things we've done a few things for the club and we've asked members and the majority of the time they come through for us, we get we we ask for stuff, or if they would like to do stuff, and it comes through. Every once in a while, uh, a member just doesn't do it, and that's fine. It's a, it's a bit of work, and I can kind of understand that things get in the way. Leanne and um, Graham absolutely tore into this, and again, it was one of those things like the. Um, uh, what was it that we did where we set up the group? It was the um, where we. Um, done the album track by track and each everyone had a, um, a stop the show sort of thing as a trial and it was like this is going to be really good this is going to we're going to have a real good sort of band because we set up a, a little group for all the guys that got chosen for the and two days it was all done because <laughs> everyone was just so into it and so efficient and this is what happened here like all of a sudden it's like Christ there's a shitload of text come through on a message and you just found yourself reading it it's all up there on Facebook and um, I particularly like because because Graham won, and no doubt Graham will write the post for Crumb Suckers. I'm hoping so, anyway. Um, Leanne, I just think we need to say I do like the uh, and today to kick you square in the clunge. That was one of the um, well, was that one was Necro Weasel. That was Necro Weasel. Makes your nan's incontinent pants look comparatively clean. 
So there you go. And make uh, prayers for sanity. They make Chuck Norris cry and eat only bad assery for breakfast, dinner and tea. <laughs> Getting Chuck Norris into any uh, any comment is uh, good in my book. Uh, bad assery for breakfast, dinner and bad tea. Assery. Great stuff. Let's go through the comments. What did they come up with? Uh, James Mill Fairburn, he says, I've put Crumb Suckers album on my list of albums everyone should own. It's brilliant. Up there with Leeway's Born to Expire. Absolute classics. Oh, look at that, Carl. Born to Expire. Uh, there you go. It was James that, uh, James Fairburn that, that gave it to me. Uh, listen to it. Thank you very much, mate. And I implore anyone else to listen to it. It's very much, if you know the band Warzone, Warzone were kind of hardcore. Well, for me, Leeway are like hard uh, well, like Warzone but more metal so it's it's kind of like that so it was split down the middle Warzone had the, <laughs> had the, had the punk and um, Lee Wade picked up the metal and it kind of worked out nice very good very good album enjoyed it uh, it's no surprise this guy went for this one uh, Lee Shep he likes it all a bit blackened and dirty lee shep said gone with devastated because everyone knows but won't admit it in polite society that black and thrash is the best thrash crumb suckers are mighty though ah well there you go and a little bit of tip to the hardcore and we mentioned black and thrash a few times now haven't we yeah cool maybe a black and thrash fortnight uh, John Wig, good evening John, he says love Crumb Suckers and that's the obvious choice but I've gone for Devastator which is one of the best albums of the last couple of years and Prayers of Sanity whose latest album Doctrine of Misanthropy is also a banger, great selection guys yeah, It certainly was a great selection and I listened to a couple of tracks off each of them yeah. over the weekend and yeah absolute top picks all of them so thanks so much for the recommendations it again have, it would have been nice to have graham's dad stereo to listen to it on because by all accounts that is the stereo to test your new music out on isn't it when the old graham's mates used to turn up with their was it the holy moses one i think his mate turned yeah. up with been good to hear it on graham's dad stereo yeah. there you go that's the the acid test uh, Phil Hodgson, Crumb Suckers by a Mile. Also saw them with Onslaught and Slammer at Bradford Queen's Hall on that tour. Yeah, it was a bummer that it was also it wasn't Notaro on vocals, but it was still the Crumb Suckers. And that's the main thing. And you got to go and see them. Never did, um, but uh, yeah, legendary show. Look at that, Onslaught, Crumb Suckers, and Slammer. What a what a great at Bradford, which is Bradford Queen Hall. Kind of thrash metal central, one could say. Absolutely. Oh, Dave Rowe would have been there anyway, wouldn't he? he, he yeah, he's, he's got some photos already. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant stuff, though, Graham and Leanne. Thank you. Kind Thank of you. opens it up for a, a new one in the in the new year, Carl, at some point. Some two new members, no doubt. Yeah. If anyone wants to put themselves forward, say, I quite like having three. I've got three bands that never get a mention or are underrated. I'd like to stick them forward. Um, come forward and we'll, we'll put you on ice. And then when we um, when we want it, we'll get the other member and then we can go uh, we can go toe to toe and we can see what happens. That'd be great. Um, but if not, we can we can choose uh, and, and ask members to do it. Um, but if you want to step forward and do it, please don't stand on ceremony. Come forward. Definitely. 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 I think John Wick might have a few up his sleeve. You know? Oh, I think there's a fair few members that could have a right old tussle with this one. Yeah, yeah. Come forward if you've got three. We can, we can, we can get them gone. That's no problem at all. Talking of which, shall we put Thrash of the Debuts to bed? Let, yeah, needs put into bed quite quickly, Carl. Because you need to go to bed, don't you? <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> right. Well, <coughs> all I can say is, for me, this was close. How close? 
Well, um, honestly, it was a gnat's penis. Um, it was Megadeth had 48.5% of the vote, cool. Death Angel 51.5, which I think equated to a, there was 172 votes on this one. I mean, it's absolutely massive. There was only five votes in it. Yeah, and I was reluctant to send you the votes from Instagram because I kind of thought, well, sometimes the Instagram votes could could sway sway the whole competition. And I didn't think it was fair that whilst Instagram is a viable kind of outlet for our club, the people on Instagram, whilst some of them are already members of the club, they're not members that invest, invest in the club as much as the Facebook members do because it's the closed group where the features are. And anyone can go on Instagram and just have a look and, and throw a throw away comment in. But to be actually be part of the club. So I thought, with it being so close, I'm not going to let the Instagram votes be the deciding factor. So it kind of... Um, Oh, okay. Don't Tell be... me later whether it would, if it would have had a factor, would have would have tipped yeah, the scales. Yeah, but at yeah. the moment, it is. That's how it is. So that's how it Death went. Angel go through and is our first quarter finalist, and they're looking absolutely sublime on that. That's great. Gonna another listen to that. But I have really the three or four times I've listened to the debut Megadeth album, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, we've never we've never had it so close. Never had a, a, a vote so close, and it was great because we've had both of these albums up against other albums in the past. So we've read some of the comments and people saying what them albums mean to them. But to hear it again and to see how passionate people are about those albums, it makes for really good reading. Shall I let you know what the members thought? Quickly, yes, please do, Carl. Yes, Graham Meldrum. Thought I'd better listen to both again. Love you to death. Ticks the boxes. Fast, frantic. It sounds like it's going to come off the rails any second. That riff for killing is magic. But mm, the vocals start to grate and I'm losing interest. Death Angel just hits hard and keeps at it. Although the songs can go on a bit long. So both have faults. I'm going DA as it's an overall stronger and sounds better. Yeah, I followed Graham really there. I, I went for DA. It did sound stronger overall. It was more consistent and um, yeah, more strength in depth, I felt. Definitely. I, I, I def, I, I'm sure someone said it. Uh, Killing is my business has the feel of an EP's worth of brilliant material. A little bit of filler and a cover. Yep. Um, John Beavis, really tough one, but still Megadeth for me. DAR awesome and Ultraviolence is great. Love Kill as one for Vacacious Souls, Mistress of Pain, and the title track in particular. But Killing Is My Business is just awesome from start to finish, except those boots. Every song is a killer, particular, particularly on the final Kill remaster. Yeah, it's bad, the remastering, isn't it? And, um, you know, some people have um, brought that into the comments and, you know, it's uh, it certainly sounds a lot better with those remasters. But for me, it's the out and out energy that kind of comes with the DA, uh, sorry, DA with Death Angels um, um, Ultraviolence. It's just something very, very uh, in, individual about that, that sound, whether it is because they were so new to the whole scene, whether they were because they were so youthful and vibrant and didn't give a shit. I don't know. Um, but there was just something for me that stood out compared to, yeah, I mean, Dave's kind of come out and gone, this is me, this is who I've got, everyone's watching, and this is what I've got. And yeah, it was, like you say, maybe a few songs, uh, maybe an, an EP in an album, and some great songs on there. But Or a mini album, maybe, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Richard Oliver, the Ultraviolence wins this round for me. For a debut album, it is incredible with some of my all-time favourite thrash tunes, such as Vacacious Souls, Mistress of Pain and Evil Priest. The fact that the band were all in their teens whilst recording it, with drummer Andy Galeon being only 14, is unbelievable, as this is wholly accomplished and blistering thrash. An all-time Bay Area classic. There you go. It stands up to the test of time with the Bay Area boys, and it's a Bay Area classic, and uh, Richard knows his stuff, so that's well said there, Richard. Yes. Um, so we bid bonjour to Megadeth, uh, but P-Cells next year, that's got to be in the running, is it not, for, for to, to win it all? If it's not to win it all, it's going to be a finalist, I should say. Yeah, well, there's a lot of finalists up for that. But um, I know we've had technical problems, um, but if you get the random number generator and everything just goes dead, we know what's happened. We do, yeah. It's um, swallowed in black time, isn't it? It's one to six. Okay. For our next quarter finalist. Number four. Exodus, bonded by blood. Lovely. Wow, here we go, here we go. One to five. Number two, Carl. Ooh. <laughs> what we got, what we got? Metallica. Oh dear, we don't make it easy on ourselves, do we? <laughs> Tim, how are you feeling? Tim Blackwood, <laughs> it's the random number generator. It's, it's come out as random. Um, so a big album. That, I mean, that could have been the final if we'd have done it with seeds, possibly. Crikey, yeah. Well, I mean, it, whoever you're going to face now, you're going to have a tough competition, aren't you? So these, these big albums have got to, got to step up to it. And this is one hell of a battle. This, Yeah, Bay Area all over, intrinsically linked with one another. Let's see where we go. Two landmark albums. I think I know which way I'm going. Okay. What about you? Are you... Yeah, I think... your initial? Initially, I think I'm going to go kill them all, but I do love Bonded by Blood. I think it's blistering. It's ferocious. It is as kind of... It's a statement of intent, and it is as vicious as thrash metal has ever been at that, you know, that early stage. Yes, Metallica, kill them all, was seen as the kind of blueprint for a lot of thrash. But Exodus was still around at that time doing it, albeit we know the album came out a little bit after, what with problems and delays and that. But I don't know. I think for me it's going to be Kill Em All. Kill Em All, yeah. I, I think I'm going to go Kill Em All actually on that one, but I'm going to give both a listen because, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're nines out of tens both. Or I think I gave Metallica maybe slightly less than that possibly, but they are high high end album so this is going to be a tough one this is going to be a tough one so let's see where that goes um and anyone that's now going beating their hands on their fist going god damn i've got to choose between children again you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome i have the same problem so that's all good um misery loves company so choose one is what we say there right We've got 45 comments to get through, mate. Okay, and kicking off with, where do we kick off with? I've just got to, I've just got to get it up. There you go. Um, I'm kicking it, oh, you can kick Oh, let me just... Is it yeah. Paul? Is it the machine that kicks things off? No, it's Matthew C.G. Green. Matthew C.G. Green, okay, let's have a look. Um, yeah, I do, Paradox. I, 
Go well, on, you doing, Matthew C.G. Green, he's been listening to Paradox Heresy 2, Halloween Keeper Part 1, and Nuclear Assault Handle with Care. Oh, a trip and thrash treat right there. Stuart Jardine, he can get himself into the photograph at the uh, Scotland meetup. Well done, mate. Carcass, Torn Arteries, um, para- Paradox Heresy 2, and Count Raven, High on Infinity. So is that Paradox? Is that a new album? I don't. I don't know, Carl. I, I, I'm going to say no, it's not. Okay. And um, it's been listened to twice already. Yeah. So that's what just made me think. But, you know, you don't want to hear me think. The Machine, he has been listening to Status Quo Live, recording in 76 at the Apollo Glasgow. Francis Rossi hates it, but it's one of my favourite live albums and there's a good bit of Alan Lancaster R.I.P. singing on it. He's been watching, um, continuing to work through the French police series Spiral on iPlayer, and he's been reading Inside the Machine. Not, not about. <laughs> he's written a book, mate. He's not only written a book, <laughs> isn't he? Not about me, but the story of Machine Head by Joel McIver. One maybe for the speed reading feature. Absolutely. Yes, yes, we need to get onto those speed readings again. That's more my fault. Um, then we got Mick O'Reilly. Paradox Heresy 2. Something's going on there, mate. If that ain't you, I'll eat my my Southampton T-shirt that I'm wearing at the moment. Uh, Creator, Coma of Souls, and Marvel. What if? Um, Just after Paul there, which um, was in the comments, and it's uh, Pete D. He said, I sadly lost my dad at the weekend, so I've been going for comfort albums rather than anything crazy. Uh, well, Pete, our condolences from the club are with you for, for sure. And, um, you know, however you find any comfort, whether that's in the club or with people here through the club, then, you know, no doubt those members are going to be there for you at this difficult time for you. But you've been listening to Rush Signals, The Frost, Morbid Tales and Hawkwind, Chronicle of the Black Sword. Yeah, and thank you for commenting, mate. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, it's it's obviously a tough time for you in there. Just don't know what to say. So. I'm not going to because it's just heartbreaking. So thank you, mate. And what a great selection of albums. Definitely, definitely. Um, Jason Manley, listening to Circle Jerks, Group Sex, Scatterbrain, Here Comes Trouble, and watched The Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, a must-see for if a Sopranos fan. Brilliant. Wow, my cock's just got a bit harder reading that, mate. I never knew such a thing existed. What, group sex? (laughs) The Circle Jerks? (laughs) The prequel to The Sopranos. Oh, okay. God, that's just, that's like visual Viagra, mate. That's brilliant. (laughs) I have to say, Carl, one of my listening to, which I'm not going to add as a three, but Jason had an absolute cracking three-hour show on his uh, Radio Glamorgan show this weekend. This weekend? This week. We shared it in the club. Yeah. And um, no, it was great. He played a, a load of stuff on there. Type of negative, Pop Will Eat Itself, Nine Inch Nails, Opeth, Sepultura, gave the club a shout out, bit of ACDC. Definitely worth um, worth uh, checking into when he does his um, radio show on Radio Glamorgan. We got a few, we got a fair few members that like to um, uh, get on there on the radio and Neil Coggins yeah. with his uh, full metal racket and of course Branny on Moshville Radio, yes. Mike Todd with his Metal Mouth radio yeah. show and the Todd Father. We're blessed really that these members are out there doing it and uh, certainly sharing the love as well for the club. So it's great. So thank you, Jason. Do, do, do you think Jason Manley, next time he goes on air, 
to the good people of Glamorgan. He's going to say he um, from a comment that he put. He's uh, <laughs> made my penis a little bit erect, semi. <laughs> Do you, or is it not? I think he, I think he values his uh, his position no. on the radio, and uh, he yes. wants he wants to keep it really. So. As he should. Yes. <laughs> well, don't say that. Actually, it's best not. Uh, ben Porter, he says he's been hammering out this week so far. High command beyond the wall of desolation. He's also listened to Lowest Creature, Sacrilegious Pain, and Frozen Soul, Crypt of Ice. That's a heavy wow. little blast of metal going on there, Ben. There's pain going on in there. Um, Andrew Matthews, Carcass Torn Arteries. He's been going for the Mix Daily, which is really interesting really enjoying doing that and watching wild wild country it's seriously fucked up <coughs> thanks carl yeah it, it, it sums it about up mate that is absolutely and again you're welcome i loved it uh tim finch unto others strength it's album of the year contender for him Ooh, there you go ghost back catalogue Obviously, okay. obviously, and Venom Prison podcast episode four, which oh, is okay. um, yeah episode four, which yeah. is interesting. I'll have a look. Yeah, so at that. is that Venom Prison's podcast then? Have they got their own podcast or one with the Razor's Edge? Don't know. Uh, I I don't think that there's a I don't think they're an interview on Razor's Edge um, with Venom Prison. I know. No. It must be no. their own. Must be their own podcast. Be. He had Gav. He had Gav as an interview and um, uh, someone else, but it wasn't. The, it wasn't Larissa or anyone from Venom Prison. So must be their own podcast. Cool. Uh, Dylan Jones, Marillion, Fugazi, CD box set. Uh, the men that would not be blamed for nothing. Now that's what I call steampunk. Volume one and Slayer. Hell awaits. That covers the boards a little bit, doesn't it? It does indeed. And John Deary, he's mostly been listening to a pale horse named Death. Infernum in Terror, Grind Pad Violence, and watching Woo Assassins. Woo, Woo's Assassins. Woo, 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 Woo. Woo, watching Woo Assassins and Cobra Kai on Netflix. Did he get one by you extra? And um, watching Woo's Assassins. Well, is that two things? Is that two things? Well, it is John? because he says yes, four items. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Oh, I thought and, it. And he's, and he's rubbing your nose in it. Well. Mate. John, John, I thought it was the new series Woo Assassins and Cobra Kai, and yeah. um, clearly not he because he's finished binging on Cobra Kai and immediately started the other. Yeah, he could he would have got away with it if it wasn't for those meddling Facebook posts. Yeah, uh, he could have got four buyer, but no. Um, thank you for that, mate. Um, Kevin Adamson, Solitary, the Diseased Heart of Society, Society, Solitary, the Truth Behind the Lies, and three solitary gigs in a row. I really like solitary. And the obvious, the photo with uh, Kevin with yeah. the band there. Solitary, yeah, Barney. Splendid. Is that there? Ranger. Yeah, and uh, fantastic. Corvo Itano. Onslaught, Sounds of Violence. He's been playing Aragami 2, Aragami 2, and watching Taskmaster on all four. Oh, that's, see, I quite like that in a, in a, teen, in a, in a what we've been listening to, where it kind of covers... All, all senses are, are, are on display there. That's really good. Um, and I really like this. Listen to this. Adrian Morgan, Malmsteen Trilogy, ABBA, Metal Tribute, and Dio, Holy Diver. You really like it. Well, ABBA, 
Oh you said you really like it, and then you proceeded to read the three off. That's a real mixture there, Adrian. That's it cool. Is a, that's why it's, it's cool. Yeah. That's what I meant. But Ava can can do one. But other than that, Malmsteen, but uh, Dio fan. Yeah, he's in the um, Diadrado years this this year, this year, this very fortnight, isn't he? The Holy yeah. Diver, nineteen eighty three. Oh, doing that drunk uh, this very well, probably Saturday. Asa Jones, I've been listening to a lot of Hell Ripper lately. Recently watched Giant Squid, uh, sorry, not Giant Squid, uh, watched Squid Game on Netflix, which is a great Korean TV show. Though a little gruesome at times, so those who don't like bloody violence may not enjoy it so much. <laughs> I've also been reading some classic Sean Hudson books, currently on Assassin, excellent pulpy horror that is incredibly over the top in every possible way. Yeah, I read a few of his books, and they are completely dim, though, but they are good fun, so that's good. Um, obviously, Acer likes he, he likes the um, the darker things in life, um, certainly with that uh, Korean TV show. Um, that is number one in Netflix, I believe, so it might be worth giving that a go. George Nesbitt. Uh, I say his name different every time I say it. Listening to Brutal Truth in Extreme Conditions, watching No Time to Die... Wow, I want to get the new Bond film into and reading my entire Slain collection. Thank you, mate. Uh, Rich, Rich Tricky Hudson. He's been listening to Charles Paris Mysteries, a deadly habit on BBC Sounds. Love a bit of crime comedy, and it's Bill Nighy. Been listening to my own Heavy Claw Nuclear New Killer rough remixes, uh, rough mixes, and attempting to write some more lyrics. This one is Battle and hasn't come together as quickly as the previous stuff. And I've also listened to Slammer, Insanity Addicts, when I got in off the tube one stop before mine to get a few steps in. The Heavy Claw new nuclear killer stuff is sounding killer. So that's good. Good work. Brilliant, mate. Frank Holby, actually been lacking on the music front this week. Been watching Squid Game on Netflix, playing Hitman 3 on Xbox and reading Lord of the Rings for about the hundredth time. Wow. Frank, got a confession. I've never read it. No, I've got a confession. No. I've never seen it fully on film either. So, <laughs> well, the, well, the thing is, though, the thing is, though, what we, what I'm going to say from now on is, I shall say, between Frank, myself, and you, Robbie, we've read that book a hundred times. We have, yeah, between us. So that makes it sound better. So thanks for that, Frank. Jamie Kinghorn, lots of homework for last weekend's gigs, including Obnoxious Acid Rain, Disposable Suffocator. And Engines of Vengeance by the Engines of Vengeance. Awesome. Uh, so, are he's just playing Last of Us 2. And rightly so as well. It's um, Is that a game or is it um, is it a video game? No idea. No idea. So, but we all, you know, Psycop, he writes the stickers. So, that's in. There's a sticker somewhere on there, mate. Uh, Graham Meldrum says I couldn't go to the Acid Rain gigs well the wife said I could go but if I got a hotel for 14 days afterwards to avoid possible Covid but that would have just cost £800 and that would have been silly so I took the £800 that was obviously just spare money by the sounds of it and bought a laptop with it Ah, well that is initiative and this week I've been playing lots of games on said laptop while listening to Acid Rain also had negative approach tied down on Tied down on in the car, so negative rope tied down, and DYS Wolfpack. Awesome, that's brilliant, mate. Um, Gareth Pugh, carcass torn arteries, <coughs> therapy, disquiet, cle is that clave? 
and watched Manhunt, The Night Stalker, which is a brilliant true-life TV drama. Uh, he does like a TV drama. He's the one that liked all the, uh, the lakes and things, didn't he? So that's cool. Um, Leanne Evans, no doubt, has been listening to Armitage Shanks, but uh, I don't know if, she's, yep. yeah, if she will get that one in. But she's had a thrash fest on Saturday night, visiting Annihilator, amongst others. No watermelons were harmed this week, but I totally ate my own face through drink. Ah, good. I listened to the dulcet tones of Bob Seger last night before popping my pinhead cherry and watching Hellraiser, Chef's, uh, Chef's, Chef's Kiss. Uh, Hellraiser is a great film. That's brilliant. And Bob Seger, those Hollywood nights. Mm. In those Hollywood, they had all the right skills. Brilliant. Yep. Um, hey, up, Frashers, it's Neil Bowen. Hey, up. Oh, um, my phone just went tits then. <coughs> What's happened with that? You do, Neil Bowen, because my one's just decided to do something strange. Hey, he's been listening to Delta Nort Part 1 EP. They're a band who I think he saw at that Revolution Festival up in Manchester because he said they were a right old doomy kind of outfit. Instrumental, I think. And yeah, enjoyed that because that was pretty cool. I'm Maiden Senjutsu and Rivers of Nihil, The Work. Good. You know, I might have to do the next one, mate. I'm still having trouble. Well, it's all well, kicking off tonight, mate. Oh, it is kicking off, isn't it? It's, um, I think that's everyone, mate. Mark Pensum, ah, oh, carcass, torn arteries. Lives up to all expectations, was set high. Catalysis, relicta, be Cracking from, fine from the hit missile, maybe. And reading Bob Mortimer's autobiography. That sounds interesting, because I do like him in the, well, I love him in um, Reeves and Mortimer, but certainly in the recent fly fishing and fishing thing that he does with... Um, uh, Paul Whitehouse, I think it's Paul Whitehouse. Uh, they go he's, fishing. He's, yeah, he he's, he seems like a an interesting guy, Bob Mortimer. Awesome, awesome. So the question now lays, mate. Um, and uh, so thank you for everyone for contributing. Some good recommendations in there. I'm going to write down paradox because that got mentioned three times, not once, not twice, but thrice, mate. Thrice, nice post-hardcore band for you there, Carl. Talking of which, yes. post-hardcore, I have been listening to They Fell From The Sky. That is Colin Doran, or Duran, from 100 Reasons. It's his new band, or new band, it's one of his kind of side projects. And they've got a new album coming out this very day there tomorrow called Decade. They've got a couple of songs on Spotify at the moment, a few singles. It's that kind of heavy, catchy, post-hardcore, big choruses, quite anthemic, very easy to listen to. If you like 100 Reasons, you'll like this. It's just, he's such a great vocalist, Colin Doran or Duran, and he's uh, very, very distinctive. Um, similar to 100 Reasons, easy easy to get, get stuck into. So if you like that, check out They Fell From The Sky. Really enjoyed it. Andrew Matthews mentioned it. You've mentioned it. A few people have watched it. Wild Wild Country. When oh, I was it. yeah, well, when I was um, kind of off work last week and kind of just not a lot to do but just lay there and watch telly, I thought I'm going to try and focus on Wild Wild Country. And it's one of them that at first it was like this is all a bit strange. This and then you get into it and yeah, I was kind of saddened and found it very kind of strange in equal measure, really. Sad for the people that get involved and strange that it kind of happened as it did. I won't go into too much detail because there'll be people out there that want to watch it and that will watch it. But 
just that that whole that over the course of the the five six years from you know the kind of it kind of gaining momentum that it was allowed to gain such momentum uh it's yeah very strange but um it just shows the power that these people can have within any form not just religion but any form of kind of influential society that people can have such a hold on other people unbelievable mm-hmm. cult of personality mate. and then finally what else i suppose i could i could Quite a few that I've been watching, but I'm going to say Turnstile Glow on again, Carl. Still loving it. Really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not so sure about it, mate. Okay, that's fair enough. But, um, yeah, are you, are you liking the ease of which you can listen to it? Because it is an easy listen, isn't it, really? It's, yeah, it is. You can put it on anywhere, really. It's uh, one for driving along with a family in the car. If, you're, you know, if you've got any diesel and you, you can go for a drive, then put it put glow on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not that I've been out with my car, but it's, no. it's an enjoyable, easy, accessible, hardcore, rocky, punky kind of everything record, really. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's just one that at first I didn't think that I'd really get be going back to. I've gone back to and I've, it's never really veered away from the most listened to thing of the past you know, three weeks or so is uh, decent Top 10 stuff. botherer? Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, right, okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yes, and if you have got petrol, um, have you been doing what I'm, I'm going to be, what I've been doing, and that is trying to drive as economically as possible to sort of stretch out my petrol? <laughs> And, and I don't know whether I'm doing it right. I'm sort of getting up to about 55 miles an hour and then getting it in top gear and then trying to just bomb along at 55 miles an hour. Yeah, Is but that, that right? Not in a 30 mile an hour zone, Carl, no. No, 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 no. On, 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 yes, no, not in a 30, of course not. No, in a, in a, in a, on a motorway situation. I think is that the, how you do it? I think, the key is to, I, I think the key is to get Graham Meldrum. He knows all about uh, economical driving. Yeah, it just put on, get your USB, put thousands of, um, you know, hardcore punky metal songs on there and just um, blow, blow the, blow the finances. You've got an 800 pound laptop anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's not the finances. The problem is finding the fucking stuff. So that's enough to drive. So I've got three for you, mate. One that absolutely crept up behind me like a zombie and bit me on the neck, which I absolutely like. didn't think I would enjoy it. And when I downloaded it, I thought, oh, yeah, go on then, go on then. Uh, I, I, I will give it a listen. It was on, uh, it was reviewed on Razor's Edge and UK Trash. So I thought, yeah, I will give it a go. Okay. Sort of as I was pulling my eyes, but absolutely loved it. Band we all know, but some more than others, send more paramedics. Okay. Um, the new album's called The Final Feast. I thought it was going to be a real silly little rock, but actually it's got a chock full of riffs. It's not too extreme. It's a fairly easy listen as far as thrash metal is concerned. And if you like thrash metal, that is no problem. You might have a problem. I have a little bit of a problem with their image, maybe, (laughs) and their constant talkers on, but it is just a bit of horror thrash. No problem whatsoever. Could definitely see them with supporting Exodus or something like that. It was absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed that. I was watching um I watched a documentary on Netflix about Michael Schumacher called Schumacher. 
um, interesting character. Always liked the sort of uh, character and, uh, um, and Michael Schumacher, how he was and his, his drive and, and what motivates him and stuff. Um, really interesting documentary. But I, what I really I know Tim Finch. He likes an he, he can take a snap. This is is really strange, where it's interspersed with photographs. So they'll show like video or footage of him winning a, a race or on the on the on the what do they call it the where, where he's winning the rostrum isn't it and he's spraying champagne but when then they'll show a photograph of that footage and the photograph just looks awesome do you know what i mean the footage looks well yeah someone spraying champagne but when you see that photograph it is absolutely it really encapsulates the moment more so than the uh than the uh footage more so than the film, and the the film is. I mean, there's great photos in there. I'm sure Tim or anyone that likes photography would go in there and go, "Oh yeah, that's a good shot. I like that one. That's uh, that's really captured the moment as it is." So that, but the story is really interesting. And on the same sort of tip as Wild Wild Country, there is a podcast on. I've got it downloaded on BBC Sounds. It was recommended to me uh, by. And the uh, I think he's called Lee. I can't remember. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, man up and tell him and ask him his, his name. So he has told me. I forgot when I meet him at the uh, swimming pool because he's the um, his son is in the same swimming class as my son. And he told me about this podcast on the BBC Sounds. Um, I've downloaded it. It's called the Lazarus Heist, and it is about. Uh, it starts off telling about how some computer hackers tried to steal a billion pounds and by a curious twist of fate they didn't get caught but they just didn't get away with it with as much money as they'd hoped absolutely fascinating document documentary podcast on the world service and bbc sounds go and check that out the lazarus heist and i will name check the member because he is a member but i've just got to ask him his name because i forgot <laughs> it's, just, it's just because i call him mate all the time we have a good chat and he, he, he did tell me four or five weeks ago what his name was, and I, and I haven't asked him since. So uh, there you go. But it's a great recommendation. Really recommend that. Good stuff. And that's it, mate. When you were talking about, when you said about the Netflix thing there, I thought you were going to say Sherpa. Oh, okay. Is that one you've heard of, Sherpa? No. Uh, another one on, uh, I'm not trying to get a, do a John Deary and get four in here. and. Um, <laughs> Um, but uh, yes it's just about the Sherpas that go up and help the western teams or certainly the teams that go and uh, try and reach the summit of Everest and all these teams of Sherpas back in 2013 uh, I think 16 or 17 died of them on the uh, going up to the, the summit of Everest and it was a case of well what do we do do we cancel the season now or do we keep going and there was a quite head two of these all these people that have paid £75,000 to go up there and these Sherpas that see it as kind of a sacred place anyway and that they're going to be going up and down this this mountain and uh, yeah it was just um, possibly quite an interesting thing if I did watch it but if I, I didn't watch it because that'd be getting my fourth on him but oh, okay is that on Netflix that's on Netflix yeah well I'll give that a go Slurpers. <laughs> yeah, it's a, there's been there's been some really interesting ones. The I, I 
But I'm going to say about this one as well because this was a really hard kind of um, five. No, five. it's not five. This one, this one was just something that um, you you will have probably seen it. But there was a guy. He was a, a climber, a mountain climber called Tom Ballard, who two years ago died climbing up a mountain in Pakistan. Um, a very very treacherous and one of the highest mountains in the world. And only 25 years previous to that, his mother, who was a world-renowned mountain climber as well, she died on, the, I think, on the same range, but like 100 miles away. And it was just an unbelievable documentary about that mount, that climbing. And it showed footage of him climbing up until days, hours, literally, before they kind of uh, lost contact with him. So, uh, I'm getting, yeah, that's five. They're my five, Carl. You'll go. <laughs> That's called the Last Mountain. That was quite. I think it was the Last Mountain. It wasn't due to talk about that, but it was quality. No. Okay, no, that's fair enough. That's cool. Um, I, I'm still staying with three, mate. I'm staying true, mate. Yeah. Well, we missed last week. You see, so I'm getting my two from last week. Oh. And um, I, yeah, not listened to a lot of music, so. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, mate. Well, we've got to go through the painstaking thing of uploading this thing again. We have. Right? Yeah, we've got to try that again. <laughs> be here well past midnight so we better say goodbye to everyone hope everyone is okay hope everyone's got petrol hope everyone is uh feeling good uh and um thank you for listening to this here podcast hope we haven't been too down in the second half no well, we've not been down at all what have we got coming up though well um we've got uh the deandrade results that i'll be doing getting that smashed out so that'll be saturday night we've got the great obviously we picked it today exodus and metallica um that I'm really looking forward to that. Again, don't know it could be close, it could be one outweighing the other. I just don't know which way. It's any any possibility is 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 possible. And I've just noticed something about the Thrash of the Titans. When next week, because I believe there's a heat next weekend as well, yes there is. Um, when we pick the next heat, we will know the whole quarter final lineup because mm. it inadvertently we'll, we'll we'll pick the other one. And we've just started off tonight, the new album after Slayer's Hell Awaits, Mason. Yeah. And um, I had to listen to it, Carl, when, um, yeah. and I was impressed. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, okay. so I, I think if people give it a chance, I'm not sure if it's going to, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be like the Crash or the Stamwana or whatever they would call yeah. kind Stam- of <laughs> stamina, the bands stamina. that... that we don't really? necessarily know about, but yeah. you know, I just hope if people give it a go, it might come. It might come good. Okay, well let's see what happens. I'm enjoying it. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Going to give it another listen uh, and and tear it apart a little bit and see where, what's inside. But yeah, on first impressions, I think well, legitimately on the club, there's no problem with that. It's not out of place. No, absolutely, absolutely. Great stuff. Well, thank right you then. everyone if you're still with us and Carl. Thank you. It's been a pleasure again. Thank you very much. Uh, It's been a pressure.